We're really excited today to talk to you about Coaching You Live, our VIP experience in Las Vegas, July 8 and 9, 2019. We have solidified our new venue. We're going to be at the nationally famous Finley Prep School, technically in Henderson, just outside Vegas, 15 minutes from downtown. Uh, Just a spectacular, traditionally great program. Be a really intimate atmosphere for us. Again, we only take about 100 coaches, all VIPs on the floor. We did it last year. A great experience. You're going to hear all of our speakers, 15 speakers, several NBA coaches, all your down right up close to them. I have a March Madness special that you have 12 days only to sign up for. At midnight, after the final four championship event, the sale goes off. We're giving you $100 off, $299 to sign up for this. Our videos alone sold last year for $249. So what do you get for this March Madness special? You're going to get courtside seating right up close to the speakers where you're going to get a chance to meet them, talk to them, dinner and lunch, uh, you know, of you know, to really make the, so you don't even have to leave the gym. Uh, a coaching you notebook, so you can, you know, keep all your notes in there that I think you'll find really neat. And then a coaching you t-shirt. Uh, and then videos of all the speakers. So it's an incredible value. I think you're really going to enjoy it. We can't wait to see it. We're going to be sold out. We always are. But I can't wait to see you sign up. Take advantage of this. We're giving you $100 off July 8 and 9, 2019, Finley Prep in Las Vegas. Sign up. Don't get shut out. And we'll look forward to seeing you there. So go to coachingyoulive.com to sign up. And we'll see you on July 8 and 9. Hey, welcome to another podcast with Coach Brendan, sir. I think you're going to really, this is the one that's really special for me. A guy I worked with, one of my best friends in the business and in life, Donnie Jones, the new head coach of Stetson University in Florida, uh, is our guest today. He got the job just two days ago, and he had his first practice yesterday. I talked to him uh, just before he went on the floor. And I think you're really going to like it because this is one of the people that really is a coach, a coach of coaches, but he's also a coach of young men. He's perfect. So no matter what you coach, men, women's basketball, college or pro, uh, you can learn from Donnie. He's an incredible learner. He's a great person. He's a relationship based guy. Uh, and I think you're really going to enjoy him. He was Billy Donovan's assistant, for you know almost 20 years so he's just a fabulous guy and a great coach and i think you're really going to enjoy this so after the timeout we'll be back with our podcast with donnie jones let's take a second to tell you about one of our partners dr dish dr dish basketball shooting machines are the most high-tech and durable basketball shooting machines on the market Each shooting machine was designed specifically for high-repetition training to allow players to improve through technology. Dr. Dish offers game-like training to give hundreds of shooting reps in just minutes and provide powerful analytics to help players improve their game. 
Dr. Dish has also introduced Skill Builder, which is the first of its kind in the basketball shooting machine industry that enables players and coaches to stay connected, design and upload training exercises, and instantly receive feedback on their workout, allowing for real-time adjustments and improved performance. It is, without question, the most innovative basketball training machine on the market. To learn more about Dr. Dish, log on to drdishbasketball.com or follow them on Twitter at drdishbball. Don't forget to mention Coaching You and receive $300 off on your next Dr. Dish purchase. That's right. Mention Coaching You or the podcast and get $300 off your Dr. Dish. Fast Model Sports is the world's most versatile basketball coaching software to help power your preparation. Fast Model has developed the industry's best coaching software, including the number one play diagramming and playbook software, FastDraw. FastDraw bridges the gap between whiteboarding and the digital world with an incredibly easy-to-use interface that can be used on both your computer and your iPad, providing maximum portability for your own personal play and drill database. doesn't stop there. Along with FastDraw, they have other great programs such as FastScout, which I have used, which helps coaches create clean professional sky reports customized for your team. Fast Model is trusted and used by every NBA team and WNBA team and 85% of Division I college teams and over 8,000 high school and youth teams from over 75 countries around the world. In addition to a great product, they also provide basketball coaching resources through their blog and play bank, which features over 5,000 free plays and drills for their online coaching community. For access... To these plays and more information, visit FastModelSports.com or follow them on Twitter at FastModel. Hey, welcome to another edition of our Coaching You podcast, but this one is special. This is with my dearest friend, Donnie Jones, the new head coach of Setson University in DeLand, Florida. Uh, Donnie and I worked together at UCF for several years, but we have been friends for over 20 years and... People that listen to our podcast all the time don't realize that we talk virtually every day. Coach, welcome and congrats. Coach, it's so good to be with you, and uh, thank you for uh, the opportunity to visit with you today. Donnie, uh, one of the things that the reason I, I wanted to make sure I, I got you on right away is that in the last few weeks we've been talking about as you've been going through this process of whether or not to take a job and all that, which is a tough decision always to make for anyone. But then all of a sudden, when you get offered a job, how it turned to now all of a sudden what you have to do. So let's, if we can, let's talk about uh, if anyone is lucky enough to get a job, what happens to you in the next 24 hours? Yeah, coach, that's a great question. And, you know, that is, uh, I kind of put together a couple things because, you know, when you walk, even though this is the third time I've, I've started uh, as a head coach. I've been fortunate to take over a program, obviously first on it at Marshall. They've had seven straight losing seasons, walking into UCF to, to rebuild that again. And then now walking into Stetson, I think when you walk in the room, the first thing you got to think about is all the people that's in that room, they don't know you. So you're trying to be able to, to gain trust, uh, not only based on, even though you got a couple of programs where you have examples, but you got to give them a blueprint. 
they got to have a plan uh, of what you want to do and how can you put that in context and, and relate it to what you're trying to do to where everybody in that room understands the mission like your team of what they're going to do and my mindset was in walking in here with the Stetson job was was to put a blueprint to to not only you know how we're going to turn it around but where they played a role in that project as well so everybody in that room was either a dean or a booster or you know an academic advisor compliance so my mindset was walking in there was how are you going to be able to get on the bus and play a role with what needs to happen here because it's going to happen with you too just not me walking in we need us all as a group so that was my mindset walking in with them and I had a plan for that in the first 24 hours of how we were going to brand and we're going to sell our program and how we're going to package it to people because the first couple days are, are very vital. And I'm in those, you know, as we speak now, uh, of who we reach out to and, and how we connect from the start. Now, you know, you talked to me last week about, you know, when you first get told or it leaks out that any any coach now we're seeing it it's basketball season so it's basketball you know two months ago it's football coaches in a few months it'll be baseball you know and when a coach Absolutely. gets a job everyone whether they know you or not tries to reach out to get a job but how do you you know and they think that you have a hundred jobs to give out to people like you know and you only have let's say three or so and and a short number, a small number of jobs, and they reach out, and many of these people, maybe a hundred people, you've known for many twenty years, twenty five years. How do you do that? Handle it so that you don't offend people. <laughs> well, that's a good question, uh, Coach. And I tell you what, it's it's hard. Uh, people are going to get offended, unfortunately, mm -hmm. but uh, because they all. They all have an expectation, you know, that they, they want to be there. And um, but I think it comes down to, you know, the real relationships with the people in our business that that understand uh, if there is something here for a fit for you at this job, uh, then obviously you'd have an interest. But if it doesn't and they're upset, it's 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 unfortunate. You just realize that those are probably not the real vital relationships that, that you thought you had. If somebody's going to judge you for that. So you. After the third time, obviously, it's a lot easier than the first time to be able to say no. Uh, you know, as we know, one of the strongest things in leadership has been able to say no. Mm -hmm. And and you, we learn that, you know, same with our players here right now. But I try to connect with as many as I can. The, the beauty of texting is, you know, I at least hit them back if I yes. can, depending on the moment to say, hey, listen, thank you for your interest. I got a pool of guys, you know, that right now I'm focused on. And so with that, if something would change, I'll get back to you unless they were one of those guys. So I think it's important to communicate. There's nothing more frustrating, as we always say, anytime there's a lack of communication, negativity creeps in. So we start thinking, hey, they don't like me, or this guy doesn't respect me, or he hasn't got back to me. He hasn't even, you know, developed any type of rapport. So I think that offends people as much as anything than just really telling them the truth. Yeah, when you told me that last week, I was – I marveled at it because that you took the time to text everyone that you knew. And I, I, I said, you know what? That's brilliant. And, and if anyone, if, you know, if you get your feelings hurt over someone responding to you and giving you an honest thing, that's, yep. that's more their problem and not because, you know, but I thought that was great, Donnie. That's a great tip. Now in, in 
not I, I don't want to talk about how do you go about the, the players that you have there and stuff like that. In a, in a few minutes, you're going to go to your first practice, I believe. How do you handle that? Yeah, well, I think the, the most important thing today, you know, I had my team meeting there the other day before I took the job. And I walked in, it was about 15 minutes coach. And, and I think it was just important. It's not so much me talking all the time right now, as much as I'm really trying to evaluate and learn from them. So, you know, I opened that up and you'll see it on social media. I thought it was important, but just for them to introduce themselves and tell me one thing that they'll bring to the team that they think they can do. And, and, and it was just a strength thing for them to say, Hey, this is what I can bring to the team. And and so the first thing we'll do today, coach, is evaluate. And so how will we evaluate? So my day started off today. I met with the academic advisor. I got everybody's grades. I'm looking at their majors, what they're doing. You know, and my experience in being with the Clippers has been priceless uh, because it's all about intel. And so I'm looking at every prospect that's on this team here right now from his academics to you know, his off-court behavior, and I'm getting information from the manager. I'm getting information from the past coaches. I'm getting information on the academic people, and I'm building a profile up of every kid that's on this team. So the evaluation begins today on the floor. We'll, we'll go out, and in a short period of time, I really want to try to test skill, you know, how they play together. Uh, we'll break down stuff. I'll see how they pick up stuff, what's their basketball IQ, and really try to get a feel of evaluating them uh, today and tomorrow uh, as we move forward. And then last but not least, Coach, is, you know, i got five games on my laptop. I'm watching them play from last year and try to get a feel for how they compete uh, this past season in their conference. I think that's a heck of an idea. You know, I remember uh, Stan Van Gundy told us, you and I, we were sitting in a room, he, he, when he took the Piston job, he, he watched all 82 games. I said, Stan, if you did that before you were interviewed, you wouldn't have taken a job, you know. I said, they were <laughs> <laughs> I said yeah. but uh, you know, but I think it, I think that's a uh, you know that's a, that's a good start for you to, to to watch those kids, and and you're going in they're, they're an open book, and they're, it's a new start for them because you don't have any expectations as far as you starting your judgment of them today, correct? Mm-hmm. That's correct. So I told him. Uh, that I was going to judge them based on, uh, you know, where they were at right now. Uh, but obviously having a chance to make an impression on me, I was here to, as, as your favorite comment coach, I use all the time. I want everybody to make A's. We're not here <laughs> to, to hurt anybody or, or we want everybody to make it. So our plan is for that to happen. And obviously they got to do the work and they got to follow the, the standards that we'll set here in our new culture. Now, in, in, you talk a lot about in, in a new program. I watched your uh, fabulous presser yesterday, and uh, you know, and it was uh, it was really cool to watch someone that you you know really have deep feelings for do it in a new environment. You know, and you know, you're t- talking to many strangers, but a lot of familiar faces were in that audience. Uh, uh, former players of yours, the great Jason Williams was there. Uh, friends of ours that you know you had from your relationships down at UCF. But talk about uh, this is the third time you've kind of done a, a reboot. Talk about what are, what what do you include in your blueprint of doing that? Yeah, you know what, coaches, there's things I sit down. You know, I did a lot of business speaking and work with CEOs the year I was out and worked with that John Maxwell team, which was impactful. And I really sit down and, and it's been useful for me to reflect from my previous jobs I had. And now as I walk into this job, 
you know, I kind of come up with the quick 10 things I thought it was important to, to build as a, as a leader and a coach. And number one's evaluate. And, you know, that's what we're doing today. We're trying to evaluate the team. We're trying to evaluate the individuals, but we're also evaluating the, you know, the staff that was here. Sometimes we always have people that we want to make sure we're cordial to and see if it's a fit for what you need. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then make sure you help that previous staff. Uh, if you can transfer it to somewhere else, uh, if, if you don't keep them. Uh, and I think the other thing is, you know, now you're putting your staff together, number two, and, you know, we have ideas of who we want. Uh, usually you, you got a couple guys you've already identified that's going to come with you, but then you're open to think, Hey, I'm open. You know, I, I left one spot open on my staff right now to try to see what emerges because as I'm in this job every day, what will fit here. Third thing is you're just trying to build trust. And, and you do that with the people here, the, the coaches around Stetson, uh, the, everybody working here in the administration. Uh, you're just going in and spending time and listening to them. And, and, and then obviously trying to build trust with your team. Uh, the other thing is just create your standards. You know, they got to know what their expectation is here. Because, uh, you know, we always say you don't know what you don't know until you know it. So we have to give a, a standard there. Number five, just accountability. I mean, all the little stuff, you know, how we how we're on time, how we get up, how we how we dress, how we present ourselves, how we work hard, all the things with our team. We're, we're, we're trying to give an accountability. And then we're, we're developing number six, a, a competence. I think a competence of, you know, a feedback and and how we're able to communicate with each other. Uh, I think that's very important of, of how we share and care and and love amongst each other. Okay, and, and I think the next one we talk about, coaches promoting teamwork. Number seven, how do we do it? Uh, you know, I think from some team building exercises, we'll have something once a week. We'll do with them, talking about something other than basketball. Uh, we'll have socials over my house. We'll we'll go out and do some community stuff. Just start building some teamwork off the floor. Uh, number eight, challenge. You know how we challenge them every day in practice. Uh, how we compete. Uh, how we identify. Uh, our ability to uh, to help them change through individual instruction, through film, anything we can do to teach them and grow them. And number nine, I think, to be the example. You know, you got to be the example of of uh, what you're trying to do, and that's not by what you're saying. Your words have power, but it's really what you're doing too. They're watching you and seeing if you're consistent in your approach towards them. And last but not least, coaches, recognition. I think is just so important, and me and you talk about this a lot. Recognition is how we praise them as an individual mm-hmm. and, and how we praise them as a group because you know what? They got to have some confidence. They all want to be hugged. We know they all want to be loved. And, and, and I think that's as important as any of them. And, you know, to, to be able to uh, uh, have confidence uh, that you really care about them and really want them to be a part. You know, <clears throat> you're, uh, again, because of our long time uh, friendship and ability to work together, um, I've learned so much about you. And one of the things that I know about Donnie Jones that some of our listeners around the world might not is uh, your amazing ability as a person, uh, the the relationships that you develop uh, with people that you're a hell of a basketball coach. I mean, a world-class basketball coach, uh, a champion basketball coach, but I think you could be just as successful as a professional speaker, as a corporate consultant. It's almost like, you know, anything involving people, performance, winning, building teams, you're an expert at. Why coach? 
great question. And I think coaching is, is, um, and there's a lot of similarities coaches we've talked about is, is obviously people in the business world. They want to know how you build teams, how you connect, how you rally individuals, how you move behavior, how you impact people, how you inspire people. And I think, you know, we do that in coaching all the time, coaching. We don't realize that, you know, sometimes it's in the business world, you know, the CEOs, they're hiring two, three, and four people to have, you know, sales, promote marketing. They got all these people in these positions and we kind of do that ourselves every day Mm -hmm. with how we brand a program. So I coach because I love, I love building teams. I love kids. I love helping people, uh, you know, chase their dreams and, and seeing others have success. Um, you know, the greatest thing in coaching as we well know is, is being able to take, take a, you know, a kid and, you know, he becomes a boy and we make him a man. We always talk about that, but just, just seeing him develop and seeing those people go on. And a lot of them were at my press conference the other day. You see Jason Williams and Dwight McCombs, some of those guys. And while I'm standing there talking, you just think, Hey, you know, this is why you coach. You see these guys who've been successful and not only life, but just where they come from a little boy when I saw him the first time and who he is as a man now. So, you know, being able to help people, and, and use this platform to do it, coaches, is, is the greatest joy that you get is when you can do something in life and you can see another man pos- prosper from it, okay, is man's greatest hire. And, and I think that's that's why we coach, is to see others have that moment. You've had the opportunity to work with some of the best coaches in the world. Um you know, you know, you really you got to, you know, start as a GA kind of at Marshall. But you worked your first major job was with Billy Donovan at Marshall. And then you guys went to Florida. Talk about what you've learned from Billy. Well, you know, Billy is uh, coaches, as you well know, spend a lot of time with him. You know, I've been asked this question a lot from people, you know, when they come up and say, tell me about Billy Donovan, why is he so good? Mm-hmm. And, you know, one, the number one thing, you know, with Billy is I've learned is, is obviously, you know, he's an incredible competitor, but his ability to be able to, his relentless energy to work. And, and when I say that, he's such a great uh, competitor that he wants to be good. He's, he's got a growth mindset. He's an avid learner like me and you. Uh, he's always listening. It, it could be, the janitor, you know, over here in the building, he may say, hey, what did you think of the team last night? And he would listen. It could be the trainer. And he would take those comments and he would put it into something that he got something from it. But he's such a great competitor. He's a, he's a really good teacher. And, and he's got incredible humility at the end of the day. Okay. Billy is a guy that, that just doesn't um, take all the credit for stuff. Uh, he loves to coach. Uh, he loves to compete. And and, and probably one of the greatest teachers that sometimes probably doesn't get the credit that he deserves for that. I agree. Uh, what was it like to coach <laughs> two years in a row, the best team in the country in college when you were at Florida? I mean, that's two championship teams that were back to back that were just, and the funny part was, as we talked about, you know, th- three players that were drafted in the lottery which had not been done before from the same team, but yet I think the the one that averaged the most points was like eleven points a game. It was incredible, or something. But talk about what it was like to coach a, a national championship team. Well, coach, it was it was magic in the bottle. I tell you what, all the things you, that you talk about in coaching, 
all your years and all the great clinics you've done and you know and, and you've been a part of back-to-back world championships with some great players where you just those memories and, and you realize all those things that we thought that builds a championship team the dna we talk about what that is you know it was it happened and we had an incredible character number one uh we had guys that that really every day you know grew uh you know from a uh, from a mindset or from a physical standpoint they they were able to uh exceed expectations and they bought into the team they bought into whatever it took uh, we had back to back those years. All five guys come back the second time, and everybody averaged double figures. Mm-hmm. And so one night a guy could get twenty five, the next guy could get twenty five. So it didn't matter. But these guys were so unselfish. And but the word you always hear with this group is how much they loved, they respected, and they trusted each other. Very competitive, very coachable, and and they didn't care who got the credit. At the end of the day, it was a unique group that truly loved each other. But competed, and like family, we had moments where, you know, we didn't get along. But, mm-hmm. but the trust for each other was incredible, and that really played a big part for our success. You know, in building teams, uh, you know, I think we we're all seduced by talent. Uh, yep. You know, I mean, it's just natural. You know, and but what uh, your staff did there at Florida was none of those players, for the most part, maybe except Corey Brewer, I'm not sure, were like top 100 players, am I right, or am I wrong? Well, you had Corey Brewer was the only McDonald's All-American. Right. He became that. He wasn't a top 50 player in the early part. Right. Uh, Joe Kim Noah was the 11th ranked center. Al Horford was the 9th ranked power forward at the time in his class. Right. So those guys were late top 100 players, some of them 90s, some of them 80s, depending on where it was. Uh, but other than that, Torian Green and, and obviously Lee Humphrey was going to walk on for us and scholarship opened. So we had a group of guys that were, you know, hungry, thankful, and just wanted to, and they got better and better, and they bought into the system and, and to Billy's credit. And we had a unique staff of guys. Our chemistry on our staff was outstanding, too, Coach. Yep. You know, a lot of people don't talk about that nationally, but you had Larry Shiat, uh, obviously, and uh, Anthony Grant, and, and then myself. We all played our role. We didn't care who got the credit. We all worked together, and um, it was just a unique moment with a – with some incredible chemistry and it does start with your staff and it runs down to your players. I think sometimes we fail in that when we're putting a championship team together. And, uh, and the thing about that championship team is fit. Uh, and you talked about roles, but you know, Torian green, he, you know, coming out of high school might not have started for too many teams, you know, in college at a power five school, but uh, he was the perfect fit for those other guys, wasn't he? He was. He was a great competitor coach. You know, I sat down and, you know, I was thinking, you know, when I was doing the interview, uh, I had a great question. Somebody says, what is the DNA that you look for in your players? What was yeah. the DNA of the players that you had at, at, at Florida? You know, and I wrote that down a while back when I was reflecting in my time out. And we talked about high character, we talked about competitive, credible work ethic, selfless, love of the game, great teammate, coachable. <laughs> Mentally tough and ability to adapt and change. Tory wow. Green, Joe Kim Noah, Al Horford, Corey Brewer. Okay, 
those guys and Lee Humphrey, that's who they were. Uh, all those guys fit all eight of those qualities when you talk about what's your DNA of a player that you want to coach and have a championship team. That's what they fit. I remember when uh, the draft was coming up, I was still working in the NBA, and uh, and I remember Billy was calling me and telling me what the other teams were asking, and they wanted to know why Al Horford would be a good pro. And, and, you know, it's, and it seems how would they not know that, but they didn't, you never, cause you never know a player till you coach him. And here's this sure. guy that, do you remember what Al's stats were in college? Yeah. They were really, uh, 10 points or 11 points, eight rebounds. Or right. Something like that. Something like that. Right. I mean, it wasn't like That's a 20 and 10 guy or something like that. No. And I remember Billy said to the NBA teams, if you care about winning, this player will affect winning more than any player in the draft this year. And I said, what an incredible answer, because that should be what it's always about on a team is winning. But yet they were looking for talent. And and as it turned out, he is exactly that. I think he's virtually made, uh, you know, he's made, you know, his teams have won every year he's been in the pros. <laughs> you know, yeah, and that's and that is incredible. You know, uh, talk about the guy that you just worked for and a dear friend of yours. You know, and Anthony Grant. Talk about him. What makes Anthony Grant such a wonderful coach? And uh, you know, yeah, well, Anthony Grant, uh, coach. The first thing you think of when you think of Anthony is just his character. Uh, he's competitive. Uh, he's got an incredible work ethic. The same things we just talked about in the champion player. You mm-hmm. talk about in the champion coach. This guy is a. A man's man. He's real. He's genuine. He's consistent with who he is. Uh, he's a he's a really unbelievable preparation guy. Uh, a terrific defensive minded coach. Uh, he really prepares and watches film, and he's really great at the details of the game. Uh, he breaks everything down. He does a great job in his teaching and really focusing on uh, what you do for your team. And we really try to get great at what your role is. And we don't spend a lot of time on the things you're not good. We we try to focus on what you do, do well. You play to your strengths, offensively and defensively. So with that, guys have a blueprint of what's expected of them. And he does a good job of, of, of really teaching it through film, through analytics. You know, the NBA has really helped him, I know, in a mm-hmm. lot of ways. And it's taught him how to take the analytical part and sell it to the kids. Uh, so they're buying into why we do what we do. And he backs that up. And I think he does a great job of connecting all that. And he's, you know, he's a great father figure to a lot of those kids. Yes. You know, it's just Anthony's presence and who he is and where he's been. His pedigree, uh, you know, speaks for itself. He's an Olympic coach, you know, at USA Basketball. And uh, he's, you know, obviously been a, um, you know, a head coach at Alabama and VCU. So he's been there. He's competed at the highest level. And I just love uh, not only the coach he is, but gosh, what an incredible human being. Yeah. Anthony Grant is. Uh, top flight leader. And our and our friend Larry Shiat, uh man, you know, he's he's been a great friend, but also uh he's a guy that can really coach basketball, but really he, I think he coaches coaches and coaches people so well, you know. Talk about Shy for a minute. Yeah, Shy's, you know, he fits the 
you know, obviously all those things too, coach. And he's the biggest thing when you think about Larry Shad. Shad is an incredible defensive coach. He loves defense and rebounding. And he understands that. That's always been his focal point with his teams. He brought that to us when those championship teams. He gave us that different focus with Billy's expertise in offense. And But Billy's a good defensive coach too. But Shad gave us a different mindset there along with Anthony defensively. And mm-hmm. I think Shad's a selfless guy. Shad leads from behind. When we talk about guys who lead from behind, Larry's that guy who's constantly been an encourager, not only to me, but all coaches. Yes. Okay. He's one of those guys that he's selfless. He's trying to help everybody. He, he cheers for the little guy, the underdog. He tries to help kids get in the business just like you. He's one of those old school guys like yourself, coach, who, who care about people and you have great, uh, feelings to see other people do well and help those kids, the JP Clarks, and we could go down the list of people that are that started in the game like we did. And Shy is one of the biggest advocates. Has that that clinic we all go to in Florida for many years. Uh, he just loves people, and uh, he's he's a great teammate, you know, great coach, and he's one of those guys that impacts winning that you want on your staff. So, in our discussions over the years, you know, we have learned together that you know the coach or the teacher in school, but in our case, the coach can be the most influential person in a, in a young person or player's life. You take that role very, very seriously. And I say this with humbleness because, you know, we competed against Stetson. Why, uh-huh. why Stetson? And it was something that we talked about for weeks, but I think your response, your answer was spot on of why? Because you're a hell of a basketball coach. You can coach anywhere in the country, in college or pro. Okay, why Stetson? Yeah, well, I think, Coach, for me, you know, I, I playing against him at Florida, playing against him here at UCF, I, I really felt that in, in coming here uh, that the the next level hadn't been reached by this school. I love what hasn't been accomplished sports-wise. You know, they had the great Glenn Wilkes here as a basketball Hall of Fame coach and Coach Wilkes had some great success in the early years and put Stetson on the map from an athletic standpoint. But this school overall is a great academic school. It's got a great location. Uh, It's in a really good conference, as we've seen Liberty Mm -hmm. and and, and Lipskin and Florida Gulf Coast have success and go to Sweet 16s. You know, I think it's just time now that it can happen here. And, uh, And I've been a part of some programs all the way to Florida and watched how it's been done, and it starts with those things we just talked about. And there's no reason it can't do it here. If we if we build a culture and and we get people to rally here, uh, you know, why not Stetson? They'll get great academics. We're 20 miles from uh, Daytona. We're 34 from uh, Orlando. Uh, we've got academics here that's as good as anywhere in the country. Uh, so you can come here and get the best of both worlds, and, and you can play for championships here. we just got to change the mindset. Uh, and, and that can happen immediately when we get the right people and the right focus every day uh, about trying to do something that hasn't been done. And I think that's the thing is coming in and, you know, valuing people, living intentionally and just daily with a positive attitude, equipping these guys to be the example of how to reach a championship level. Donnie, let's talk about the style of play. I, I, you know, having watched you, take the programs at Marshall and then at UCF and, and watch your program uh, at Florida. 
Talk about the yep. style of play you're going to use, which I think is so spot on for today's college kids. Well, you know, you gotta you gotta make it fun, coaches. You always just say to come to work, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think you're gonna make it fun for the fans too. And it's fun when you win, regardless of how you play. There's a lot of ways to win, as mm-hmm. we've seen. Uh, you look at the Final Four, you see contrast of styles of the teams that's in there right now. Uh, one common factor is they're all pretty good defensively, as we well know. But I think transition, up-tempo style play, Coach, you know, this first year being able to take the group we got uh, and being able to to put a style and a system in uh, that's fun, uh, that's competitive, uh, one that's very unselfish about sharing the ball and being able to play together. Uh, they're going to be able to defend and play with toughness. And, and I think, you know, an NBA offense, you know, with spacing, with a lot of movement of the ball and playing off each other, you know, ball screens, extra pass. We got to teach them how to play out of concepts and spacing like you do in the NBA. So it isn't like every time we come down, we're just running a play. We want them to have some freedom and be able to get up and down and play. So, you know, you can have shooters and highly skilled offensive guys. Uh, so, you know, player development will be important, but also what we recruit to our system will be, you know, a fun way to come in and, uh, and, and play to your strengths. You, know, you can shoot the basketball. Let's let's let it fly and go. I think that's that's what kids want to play in today, uh, with positionless basketball and being able to put your best players on the floor and have success. Well, you're a great coach, a great teacher, and most importantly, you're, well, you're a fabulous recruiter. But you're someone, as I used to say when we worked together at UCF, uh, and I would go into our meetings and I'd say, uh, I got two kids. And if something ever happened to me, that's the guy that's going to care for my kids for the rest of their life. So any parent oh, that wants to you. send their kids to Stetson, you got the right man watching your son. My uh, friend, this is that. fabulous, man. I'm so happy for you and for the Stetson Hatters. I'm a fan of yours already, of what you're going to do there. It's going to be spectacular, and I uh, can't wait to watch. So my friend, go out and have a good practice today. Oh, thanks, Coach, man. It's always great to, to be with you, and uh, I'm excited, and you know, we're looking forward to uh, you know impacting a, a new culture here, so nothing better than having the opportunity to coach again. We'll see you in Minneapolis, it. my friend. Thanks, Coach. Look forward to seeing you. All Have right, a good Donnie. day. Thanks, Donnie. That was incredible. I think you realize why I feel so strongly about what a special coach and man he is. Uh, hey, I'm going uh, later on. I'm jumping on a plane heading to Minneapolis for the Final Four. We're going to spend a lot of time with our two great partners, Dr. Dish, who's based in Minneapolis, and our partners at Fast Model. So if you're at the Final Four, stop by the Fast Model booth on Thursday or Friday. We'll see you there. Uh, If you don't get a chance to go, watch the games and enjoy yourself. As a last reminder, after you see the final game, the deadline is midnight after Monday night's game to sign up for our March Madness discount, $299 for the incredible uh, Coaching You Live VIP event in Las Vegas, July 8 and 9. Remember all the goodies that it provides, but most importantly, it's going to have the videos of every speaker there, a value of $250 alone. You're going to have courtside seating. You're going to get a T-shirt. You're going to get a notebook, a Coaching You notebook. You're going to get a couple of meals. It's, you know, look at it as almost a free event with those videos. So uh, it's going to have tons of great coaches putting a little international stuff into it this year with some speakers. I think you're really going to enjoy it. So please 
take advantage of this ridiculously low price. The price goes up on Tuesday morning. So make sure you sign up. March Madness 299, coachingyoulive.com. Till next week, this is the coach, Brendan Sir. <laughs>